Hey, boys and girls, it's Mrs. Tonsfeld. We are going to start our book, Beverly Cleary, Beezus and Ramona, as a novel that we're going to celebrate and read together for the next probably eight days, nine days. I don't know. We'll see what happens. Anyway, if you can, in the book box that I gave you, find the book Beezus and Ramona. Let's take a look at it a little bit. You see the front she has, the little sister is impossible on there. Well, that's what mine says at least. And they have flags that they're holding. And then if you open it up, of course, you find the title page and you see the illustrator and the author on there. Then you go to the table of contents. And I see there's six chapters in this book, and they're really, really long chapters. So we'll be maybe stopping in the middle of a chapter as we go along these next few days together. But anyway, you're going to love the story. A lot of you have little brothers and sisters, and so you can probably, I don't know, relate a little bit to what's happening in there and hopefully have some laughs along the way as we read together Beezus and Ramona. So, boys and girls, if you can find page one, chapter one, that's called Beezus and Her Little Sister. Let's get started. Bees Beatrice Quimby's biggest problem was her little sister, Ramona. Beatrice, or Beezus, as everyone called her, because that was what Ramona had called her when she first learned to talk, knew other nine-year-old girls who had little sisters who went to nursery school. But she did not know anyone with a little sister like Ramona. Beezus felt that the biggest trouble with four-year-old Ramona was that she was just plain exasperating. If Ramona drank lemonade through a straw, she blew into the straw as hard as she could to see what would happen. Well, there's going to be bubbles, and that's really cool. If she played with her finger paints in the front yard, she wiped her hands on the neighbor's cat. That was the exasperating sort of thing Ramona did. And then there was the way she behaved about her favorite book. It all began one afternoon after school when Beezus was sitting in her father's big chair embroidering a laughing tea kettle on a pot holder for one of her aunts for Christmas. Now, embroidering means that you take needle and thread or kind of some crafting thread and you make a picture or a design on something and then it's kind of raised up. It has little bumps. You can feel it on there. So that is what embroidery is. She was trying to embroider this one neatly because she planned to give it to Aunt Beatrice, who was Mother's younger sister and Beezus' most special aunt. With gray thread, Beezus carefully outlined the steam coming from the tea kettle spout and thought about her pretty young aunt, who was always so gay, that means happy, and so understanding. No wonder she was Mother's favorite sister. Beezus hoped to be exactly like Aunt Beatrice when she grew up. She wanted to be a fourth grade teacher and drive a yellow convertible and live in an apartment house with an elevator and a buzzer that opened the front door. Because she was named after Aunt Beatrice, Beezus felt she might be like her in other ways, too. While Beezus was sewing, Ramona, holding a mouth organ in her teeth, another name for a harmonica, was riding around the living room on her tricycle. Since she needed both hands to steer the tricycle, she could blow in and out on only one note. This made the harmonica sound as if it were groaning, oh dear, oh dear, over and over again. Okay, question for you. If the harmonica is groaning, that is what?
I hope you said personification, because if a harmonica is groaning like a person, that means it's personification. Beezus tried to pay no attention. She tied a small knot in the end of a piece of red thread to embroider the tea kettle's laughing mouth. Boys and girls, I'm on page four. My page four has a picture of Beezus and Ramona, and Ramona is riding her tricycle. Conceal, which means to hide, a knot as you would a secret, grandmother always said. Inhaling and exhaling into her mouth organ, Ramona closed her eyes and tried to pedal around the coffee table without looking. Ramona, cried Beezus, watch where you're going. When Ramona crashed into the coffee table, she opened her eyes again. Oh dear, oh dear, moaned the harmonica. Moaned the harmonica personification again. Around and around pedaled Ramona, inhaling and exhaling. Beezus looked up from her pot holder. Ramona, why don't you play with Bendix for a while? Bendix was Ramona's favorite doll. Ramona thought Bendix was the most beautiful name in the world. Ramona took the harmonica out of her mouth. No, she said, read my Scoopy book to me. Oh, Ramona, not Scoopy, protested Beezus. We've read Scoopy so many times. Instead of answering, Ramona put her harmonica between her teeth again and pedaled around the room, inhaling and exhaling. Beezus had to lift her feet every time Ramona rode by. The knot in Beezus's thread pulled through the material of her potholder, and she gave up trying to conceal it as she would a secret and tied a bigger knot. <coughs> Excuse me. Finally, tired of trying to keep her feet out of Ramona's way, she put down her embroidery. All right, Ramona, she said. If I read about Scoopy, will you stop riding your tricycle around the living room and making so much noise? Yes, said Ramona and climbed off her tricycle. She ran into the bedroom she shared with Beezus and returned with a battered dog-eared sticky book, which she handed to Beezus. Then she climbed into the big chair beside Beezus and waited expectantly. Another little question for you. If Ramona ran into the bedroom, obviously that tells us she's excited. But what can we infer about this battered, dog-eared, sticky book that Ramona came back with? Well, some inferencing I could come up with is battered means it's been used a lot. Dog-eared means that she's kind of made the pages save some of the things that she really likes. Sticky, she's probably used it when she's been eating or maybe in the car or maybe it fell down. All inferring that she really, really, really likes this book. I bet you might have a favorite book that you really like than when you were a little kid or even now. I'm going to ask you to share that with me later. We're on page six. Reflecting that Ramona always managed to get her own way, Beezus gingerly took the book and looked at it with a feeling of great dislike. It was called The Littlest Steam Shovel. On the cover was a picture of a steam shovel with big tears coming out of its eyes. Well, once again, if the steam shovel has tears coming out of its eyes, it's acting like a human. 
which is personification. How could a steam shovel have eyes, Beezus thought, and scarcely looking at the words, began for what seemed like the hundredth or maybe the thousandth time. Once there was a little steam shovel named Scoopy. One day, Scoopy said, I do not want to be a steam shovel. I want to be a bulldozer. The hundredth or maybe the thousandth time. What would that show us? It would show us, of course, that she really liked the book, but it also could be one of those exaggerations or hyperboles that maybe it hasn't been that many times. It just seems like it's been so many times. Boys and girls, I am on page seven. You skipped, interrupted Ramona. No, I didn't, said Beezus. Yes, you did, insisted Ramona. You're supposed to say, I want to be a big bulldozer. So hold it there just a minute. I know that my children all would stop me when I missed a word, especially Luke, because he was a reader quite early and he would correct me all the time until finally I said, Luke, you just read the books yourself. Do you remember doing anything like that to your mom and dad? You should maybe ask them because they might have some good stories for you with that one. Boys and girls, we're on page seven, kind of in the middle of the page. Oh, all right, said Beezus crossly. I want to be a big bulldozer. Ramona continued, excuse me, Ramona smiled contentedly, and Beezus continued reading. Grrr, said Scoopy, doing his best to sound like a bulldozer. Beezus read on through Scoopy's failure to be a bulldozer. She read about Scoopy wanting to be a trolley bus. Beep, beep honked Ramona, a locomotive, a hurry, a hurry, wailed Ramona, and a pile driver, clonk, clonk, shouted Ramona. Beezus was glad when she finally reached the end of the story, and Scoopy learned it was best for little steam shovels to be steam shovels. There, she said with relief and closed the book. She always felt foolish trying to make noises like machinery. Clonk, clonk, yelled Ramona jumping down from the chair. She pulled her harmonica out of her pocket of her overalls and climbed on her tricycle. Oh dear, oh dear, she inhaled and exhaled. Ramona, cried Beezus, you promised you'd stop if I read Scoopy to you. I did stop, said Ramona, when she had taken the harmonica out of her mouth. Now read it again. Ramona, Geraldine, Quimby, Beezus began and stopped. It was useless to argue with Ramona. She wouldn't pay attention. Why do you like that story anyway? Beezus asked. Steam shovels can't talk, and I feel silly trying to make all those noises. I don't, said Ramona, and wailed, ahooey, ahooey, with great feeling before she put her harmonica back in her mouth. Beezus watched her little sister pedaling furiously around the living room, inhaling and exhaling. Why did she have to like a book about a steam shovel anyway? Girls weren't supposed to like machinery. Why couldn't she like something quiet, like Peter Rabbit? Mother, who had bought the littlest steam shovel at the supermarket to keep Ramona quiet while she shopped one afternoon, was so tired of Scoopy that she always managed to be too busy to read to Ramona. Father came right out and said he was fed up with frustrated steam shovels and would 
and he would not read the book to Ramona. And furthermore, no one else was to read it to her while he was in the house. And that was that. Boys and girls, we are on page 10. So only Beezus was left to read Scoopy to Ramona. Plainly, something had to be done. And it was up to Beezus to do it. But what? Let's find out. Arguing with Ramona was a waste of time. So was appealing to her better nature. The best thing to do with Ramona, Beezus had learned, was to think of something to take the place of whatever her mind was fixed on. And what could take the place of the little steam shovel? Another book. Of course, a better book. And the place to find it was certainly the library. Ramona, how would you like me to take you to the library to find a different book? Beezus asked. She really enjoyed taking Ramona places, which, of course, was quite different from wanting to go someplace herself and having Ramona insist on taking along. For a moment, Ramona was undecided. Plainly, she was torn between wanting. The little steam shovel read again, and the pleasure of going out with Beezus. Okay, she agreed at last. Get your sweater while I tell mother, said Beezus. Clunk, clunk, shouted Ramona happily. When Ramona appeared with her sweater, Beezus stared at her in dismay. Oh, no, she thought. She can't wear those to the library. On her head, Ramona wore a circle of cardboard with two long paper ears attached. The insides of the ears were colored with pink crayon. Ramona's work at nursery school. I'm the Easter Bunny, announced Ramona. Mother! wailed Beezus. You aren't going to let her wear those awful ears to the library. Oh, why? I don't see why not. Mother sounded surprised that Beezus should object to Ramona's ears. They look so silly. Who ever heard of an Easter bunny in September? Beezus complained as Ramona hopped up and down to make her ears flop. I just hope we don't meet anyone we know, Beezus thought, as they stared out, excuse me, as they started out the front door. But the girls had no sooner left the house when they saw Mrs. Wizard, a lady who lived in the next block, coming toward them with a friend. It was too late to turn back. Mrs. Wizard had seen them and was waving. Why, hello there, Beatrice, Mrs. Wizard said when they met. I see you have a dear little bunny with you today. Ah, uh, yes. Beezus didn't know what else to say. Ramona obligingly hopped up and down to make her ears flop. Mrs. Wizard said to her friend, as if Beezus and Ramona couldn't hear, Isn't she adorable? Both children knew who Mrs. Wizard was talking about. If she had been talking about Beezus, she would have said something quite different. Such a nice girl, probably. A sweet child. Adorable? Never. Just look at those eyes, said Mrs. Wizard. Ramona beamed. She knew whose eyes they were talking about. Beezus knew, too, but she didn't care. Mother said blue eyes were just as pretty as brown. Mrs. Wizard leaned over to Ramona. What color are your eyes, sweetheart? She asked. Brown and white, said Ramona promptly. Brown and white eyes, exclaimed the friend. Isn't that cunning? Beezus had thought it was cunning the first time she heard Ramona say it, about a year ago. Since then, she had given up trying to explain to Ramona. 
that she wasn't supposed to say she had brown and white eyes because Ramona always answered, my eyes are brown and white. And Beezus had to admit that, in a way, they were. And what is this little bunny's name? asked Mrs. Wizard's friend. My name is Ramona Geraldine Quimby, answered Ramona, and then added generously, my sister's name is Beezus. Beezus, exclaimed the lady. What an odd name. Is it French? Oh, no, said Beezus, wishing, as she so often did, that she had a more common nickname, like Betty or Patsy. She explained as quickly as she could how she happened to be called Beezus. Ramona did not like to lose the attention of her audience. She hitched up the leg of her overalls and raised her knee. See my scab, she said proudly. I felt down and hurt my knee, and it bled and bled. Ramona! Beezus was horrified. You aren't supposed to show people your scabs. <coughs> Excuse me. Why? asked Ramona. That was one of the most exasperating things about Ramona. She never seemed to understand what she was not supposed to do. That's a pretty cute picture if you have that on page 16. You have a good picture of Ramona, her bunny ears, her overalls, and her little scab on her knee. She kind of is exasperating. Page 16, boys and girls. It's a very nice scab, said Mrs. Wizard's friend, but she did not look at as if she really thought it was nice. Well, we must be going, said Mrs. Wizard. Goodbye, Mrs. Wizard, said Beezus politely, and hoped that if they met anyone else, they knew she could somehow manage to hide Ramona behind a bush. Bye-bye, Ramona, said Mrs. Wizard. Goodbye, said Ramona, and Beezus knew that she felt that a girl who was four years old was too grown up to say bye-bye. Except for holding Ramona's hand crossing streets, Beezus lingered behind her the rest of the way to the library. She hoped that all the people who stopped and smelled at Ramona would not think they were together. When they reached the Glenwood Branch Library, she said, Ramona, wouldn't you like me to carry your ears for you now? No, said Ramona flatly. Inside the library, Beezus hurried Ramona into the boys and girls section and seated her on a little chair in front of the picture books. See, Ramona, she whispered, here's a book about a duck. Wouldn't you like that? No, said Ramona in a loud voice. Beezus' face turned red with embarrassment when everyone in the library looked at Ramona's ears and smiled. Shh, shh, she whispered at Mrs. Griever. The grown-ups librarian frowned in their direction. You're supposed to speak quietly in the library. Beezus selected another book. Look, Ramona, here's a funny story about a kitten that falls into a goldfish bowl. Wouldn't you like that? No, said Ramona in a loud whisper. I want to find my own book. If only Miss Evans, the children's librarian, were there. She would know how to select a book for Ramona. Beezus noticed Miss Griever glance disapprovingly in their direction, while the other grown-ups watched Ramona and smiled. All right, you can look, Beezus agreed. I'll keep Ramona quiet. Excuse me, Beezus agreed to keep Ramona quiet. I'll go find a book for myself. 
When Business had selected her book, she returned to the picture book section where she found Ramona sitting on the bench with both arms clasped around a big flat book. I found my book, she said, and held it up for Beezus to see. On the cover was a picture of a steam shovel with its jaws full of rocks. The title was Big Steve, the Steam Shovel. Oh, no, whispered Beezus in dismay. You don't want that book. I do, too, insisted Ramona, forgetting to whisper. You told me I could pick out my own book. Under the disapproving stare of Miss Griever, Beezus gave up. Ramona was right. Beezus looked with a distance at the big orange-colored book in its stout library binding. At least it would be due in two weeks. But Beezus would not feel very happy at the thought of two more weeks of steam shovels. And it was just one to show how Ramona always got her own way. We're going to stop there, boys and girls, right at page 20. So a couple of things that I would like you to do as we continue on reading our story, okay? A few things here. And I'll go kind of slow, and you can always stop and listen to it again. So one thing I'd like you to do is I'd really like to hear your voice. So one thing I'd like you to do is finish reading page 20. You can record your voice and send it to me on Seesaw. You can just record right on Seesaw and send it to me. But you yourself can read the rest of page 20. Maybe you can use a voice for Ramona. Maybe use one for Beezus. Anyway, please read the rest of page 20 so that I can hear your voice because I do miss that. So that's one thing I want you to do. And then, of course, send it to me, please. The second thing I want you to do. <clears throat> is probably on Seesaw because that's the easiest way, is maybe use that whiteboard and that marker that I put in the, your box, your book box that you got, okay? So one question I want to know is what is your middle name? I do not know what your middle name is. So like we find out what um, Ramona's middle name is, was Geraldine. What is your middle name? So that's one question I'd like you to write. And if you want to use your whiteboard to write that, that's totally fine. Number two, a second thing I'd like you to tell me are two things that really are exasperating about Ramona. So if you think of Ramona is exasperating as our main idea or our topic sentence, you need to have two or three details that can prove that. So number one, tell me your middle name. But number two, you need to have two or more details that proves Ramona is exasperating. Use your book to go back and find some details in there. But the second thing to do is say two things that Ramona does that are exasperating. And you can just say those into Seesaw as you say your middle name. That is totally, completely fine. And the third thing I'd like you to do is to draw a picture. And you can use Seesaw for it again, or you can just use a piece of paper. But Ramona has bunny ears in this story. So I want you to make yourself some bunny ears. And what would your bunny ears look like? 
Would they be colorful? Would they have footballs? Would they have words all over them? Would they be rainbow color? Anyway, you need to make bunny ears for yourself. You can either really make bunny ears and then take a picture and send it to me or just draw some bunny ears and decorate them up because I'd like to see you and what your bunny ears would look like. Boys and girls, I hope you have a tremendous day and really, I miss you a lot. Um, I can't wait to see your answers and see your bunny ears. Boys and girls, stay safe. I miss you.